join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher Consciousness. Welcome to Higher Consciousness, Season 6 of Psychedelics, and we're on Episode 5, and if you heard the whispers earlier, this is going to be about Iboga. 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 The spirits of the Iboga root. (laughs) Yes. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. We were on a two-week unintentional hiatus there yeah well um, the saint patrick's day you know it came around and we were feeling no freaking, freaking leprechauns got us the first time <laughs> they all busted the down leaf, the door all the four leaf clovers they they demanded that we just celebrated the day yes yeah, yeah. so they busted down yeah, the door those leprechauns and four leaf clovers busted <laughs> down the door and they were like you know what yeah. Today is a day for celebration. Yes. Not work. Yes, exactly. And so. it seemed like that was the same for many people, actually. Seems Even if though. you didn't go out and, like, celebrate in the American way that America likes to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, you know, I feel like it's a day of at least celebrating the earth, celebrating the fact that it is getting close to spring and we are seeing clovers emerge. They're one of the first plants to come back after the winter season. And if you're lucky, you can find a four-leaf clover on St. Patrick's Day or even just in general. And mm-hmm. for yeah. me, for me, it's like it's like finding like candy. It's a natural gift and I'm very grateful for it, but it's like a day to like celebrate the fact that there that's even like a thing. Mm-hmm. And the second time, I don't even remember what the second time was for. Do we the just second time even... was because I was sick. Oh, that's right, you were sick. I forgot yeah, about that. I went up north um, to do a woman's event for a meaningful dream and had a great time. Really enjoyed the whole experience. It was super magical. But then got sick immediately after, and it was very like perfect timing, divine timing, I think. Because it definitely was a sickness that felt like a really long journey at like through the through the self. I definitely feel like a different person. There's a lot that was illuminated just from the event and my path and my calling and who I am and whatnot. So it was really interesting overall. So yeah, so then we were like, uh, I'm too sick to be doing an episode. And then today, we were close to not doing it because mm-hmm. I started my moon time, and so moon time people. Yes, it's a serious business. It is. It <laughs> it is a serious business. Nature business. And the the first day tends to be very rough for me, and it kind of has been so far. But I feel the call and the want to do it. It's just I'm going to be more of a chillist tonight. That's right. <laughs> and it kind of goes, you know, with the idea of what we're even talking about, because you're like going through a multi-day process, and yeah. the traditional experience of iboga or the iboga root, which we'll be talking about this evening on mm-hmm. tonight's show, has that same similar experience where you're going through a multi-day ritual. You're cleansing your body. You're getting rid of the things that are ailing you in order to make space for a renewal. Yes. So, um, before we get too far into the episode, and we often do, we need to invoke Mary Jane. She's the third partner of this show. Yes. Partner, third <clears throat> co-host. Yeah, there you go. Co-host, guest. Co-host, guest. Constant um, guest and companion. Yeah. I'm going to spray plant, the shit out of this plant thing. Plant medicine. Bam! <laughs> that was great. It was I not... I am expanding. I was Bam. not... <laughs> You gotta do it three times. Wait, You've only on. done it twice. I'm expanding. Bam! <laughs> Dave's moon way water. of doing moon water magic. <laughs> That's right. 
Just invented a new just style. Bam, yeah. Just bam. Just squirt it in your face. Take a little emerald. <laughs> take a little bit of me. Mix it together. And you got a little bam. <laughs> I love it. Sorry. If, like, I swear. For, for those who are listening to the show and they're just like looking to like get some relaxing like, you know, sound quality out of it. And like every once in a while, just like bam. Like just in your face. It's just, like. Jesus Christ. It's like when you don't pay for so YouTube loud. Premium or Spotify. It like yeah. interrupts like in the middle of a groove or a song. Did you know? <laughs> Or like some my sort pillow. <laughs> oh, Mike Lindell! It's always you so fucking much louder than the show, yes. and it's always like aggressive and in your face. <laughs> it's yes. like so. Like we put the birds on for the cats all the time, and that's like one of the things where it's like peaceful to have them on. But then all of a sudden, like I think I watched bird TV more than regular so loud. TV. Yeah, I think so too. I just choose to. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's put the birds on. What show do you want to watch? Birds, squirrels. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So before we do the blessing, I kind of want to share what I put on the the altar today. So Mm -hmm. uh, every episode I enjoy creating an altar. I just did. I just finished cleansing with my rainbow bundle here, but I I really didn't have a lot of evoking things. So I tried to pull things that... It's a schedule one drug. Uh-huh. It is a Schedule 1 drug. It is a Schedule 1 drug, isn't it? Oh, so we're going to have to talk about that. Um, that's right. I totally forgot. Um, so we'll talk about that here in a moment. But So the closest things that I have, though, is I have um, this Kari shell. I have a couple Kari shells here on the table. Um, I have this wood piece that's actually from the Redwood Forest in California. So not so... quite fucking cool though not quite anything but it's a a beautiful wood piece um it just makes me it has like a similar kind of um heart feeling not a similar it's just like the closest thing that i have that i felt like would be appropriate it looks like for the table mm -hmm. to represent wood in some capacity it does look like, like wood, wood lava. lava or like a wood river mm-hmm. or something like that or like it's uh, a like beautiful a wood, piece like a wood shadow yeah and we <laughs> got it from our, our a wood fairy friend right. um that we found on facebook marketplace yeah, like it, it was dope. totally unexpected and yeah like um, even wood. gifted me black sand too which Ooh, i have yeah. in my lizicary mm-hmm. um but just to represent wood i don't have any root based things either in my lizicary which i'm like realizing so i have some roots but nothing that i felt would be appropriate for this then we have our better butter brothers bud here apple fritter um on the table for the mary jane of course and we'll be smoking her tonight too and then we also have these two beautiful shells uh to represent the water element and the cleansing element and just to kind of bring in the mother of the sacred waters from the hamilton pharmacopoeia um episode so Beautiful. And I also have this rock from Swahili, Africa. I thought you were just going to stop right there. I have this rock. No, <laughs> I have this I have this rock from Swahili, uh, Swahili Africa yeah, that a, a friend uh, brought back for me, which is really beautiful. And then I also have um, this... Um, the there it's like a shell instrument. I'm not even entirely sure what it's called. I but feel like those are like <laughs> walnut shells or something. They they look like nut they're shells. they're nut shells that yeah. have been strung on a thing, yeah, but sure they looked very familiar. They looked they were using something very similar, um, in the ritual that we watched on Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Yeah, that's right. Um. I will say we do get a lot of our knowledge from Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, but he's we do like to guy. explore on Gaia and other places too. So okay, he's a psychi- it's the whole season psychedelic oriented, and it's whole, his whole thing. It's his whole thing. Well, he lends a different perspective, which is, um, I think, definitely worth considering and worth like listening to and like kind of understanding. Oh, sure. Um, you know, so that's part of the reason why I enjoy listening oh, to him. Sure. So. Are All you right. ready for the blessing? Do you want to do I'm the blessing today? I'm always ready for the blessing. Sure, let's Ooh, do the blessing. Oh, yeah. Let's I'll switch it blessing. up, I'll baby. I'll do the blessing. See what happens. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Come right. on. Let's I like this idea. All right. Ready? Yeah. Mary Jane, thank you for being with us here today. May you be blessed with our love and support. May you bless us with your love and support. May you help us to have a uh, good show. May you help us to get our message across clearly and concisely. 
and may you help us to connect to the energies of the earth, the energies of the Iboga root, so that we may speak on her behalf with eloquence and wisdom. So dope it be. So dope it be. Alrighty. Now you said her behalf. I feel like Iboga is more masculine, it, it seems. Yes, because and I say that just based off of like some of the ritual aspects but you know i don't know they didn't really specify because they say like ayahuasca is definitely female yes ayahuasca is mother ayahuasca right because it's about going within it's about the journey within so iboga i do feel like has that element too but then at the same time it's similar to peyote where the rituals are going like all night like you're staying up like all night. That really blew my mind the first time I saw For it. For four days. Yeah. Like, just... Like, well, not only that, but it's, <clears throat> like, a... Um, it's it's a fast as well. Like, you're only intaking powdered iboga and water for four days. So just to give people contents of like what we're talking about here for a moment. So we are talking about the very traditional ritual and ceremony that is performed for Iboga in Gabun, uh, Africa. And this is something that we watched on Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. I highly, 100,000% recommend that you watch it Mm -hmm. um, because, honestly, like, just watching it makes me want to cry. It's, like, one of the most beautiful experiences and one of the most um, beautiful ceremonies and so intricate and particular ceremonies that I've seen. Um, however, there are some community. Yes, there's, there's a lot of intention to it and it's a very old practice and it started off in the bush of, uh, Western Africa. What was it? Pacey's? I wrote it down, but it's, uh, pygmies. Pygmies is what it was. It began, yeah, West of Africa. So, and it's again one of those plants that had sung to its people, um, to let the the root essentially was singing to it, letting them know like this is a sacred plant, this is a sacred wood, um, this is something to be used in medicine. And like Dave said, it's just the wood bark, so it's grounded up wood bark, right, and water, like old school grounding too, like mortar and pestle, like just yeah. Over and over and it's, until it's powder. Everything's done in, in ceremony, too. It's picked in ceremony. It's prepared in ceremony. There's singing. There's dancing. There's yeah. face painting. There's it's like Those musical instruments that they play are, know, are absolutely really amazing. insane. Like, yeah. I'm so not sure cool. what it's even called. Like the beep, 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 It looks like a bow I'm and arrow. I'm not sure what the... Yeah, and it's... the guy's like, like literally doing like the mouth sound through the string that's vibrating as he's like tapping it on the it's all whoa it's yeah a it's like thing. shaped like a heart but, but it's I a wood really piece like it. but it's he's cool blowing into it and it's like a string that he's yeah plucking yeah. it's like it's very i'm not sure i have so, to look up the the name of the instrument because i was thinking about that too like what is the name of that I'm eboga is in fact a considered to be a more masculine uh, spirit. Is that what you said? Yeah. No, I, I said feminine. But what I found is that ayahuasca is considered to be the mother, whereas iboga is considered to be the father. Right, and that's what they. Sh- that's part of the reason why I was thinking that because she said it's the father of all psychedelics. Um, was what mother of the sacred waters uh, had stated, and if exactly. you think about it too, cannabis is more of a feminine thing, so it allows you to kind of go within. It allows you. Um, to really see things from another perspective. 100%. Um, so with the iboga root, they are extracting it, they are cleaning it, they're preparing it, they're entering into ceremony to begin to ingest it. And it's not just people of, you know, adult age. It's kids too. I mean, they're bringing in yeah. people from the entire community who have illness of all types, or I should say, dis-ease of all types. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, obviously the shaman, the practitioner, in this case the queen mother that mm-hmm. was seemingly in charge of the entire thing. She, she said she's a complete um, doctor. Right. She, and she works with plant medicine. I can tell, like, she is giving proper amounts to, to proper, you know, ailments and, and diseases, you know. Like, if it's not something, like, super debilitating, she only gives you a little. But if it's something that's really hurting you, she gives you a lot to really, like, get at the root of the problem, right? I mean, mm-hmm. after all, you are ingesting the root of the plant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they say on day one, what was it? You just, you you're just, just, you just begin taking, taking it, it in. in. Yeah. You're just taking it all in. You're fasting for the first time. You're not eating. Yep. All you're taking in is the boga and water. And they just go through it is what to me seemed like a preparation of self. Yeah, right. so it's like they're they're integrating the the medicine into you. They're introducing you into this other realm of spiritual evolution or spiritual sight. Things and you can't like see with that connecting eye. yourself or connecting you to your body. You know, putting paint on your body so that you're almost um, putting on a different persona. You know. Yep. Um, well, they I said that, that you're coming in as like your your true self, or in a way like you're right. Well, like in and every white represents purity and like being cleansed. Right, in like every ritual we've seen so far that is connected to a sacred plant or sacred psychedelic, thus far we've discussed. I don't really think they go typically as far as to do this such of an intense and no. um, detailed ceremony. No, you know, like this is not probably from what the I've most seen or experienced. Yeah, and I think that's why. What did you say earlier? About I don't know what did I say. I saw a lot of things today. No, you said about it was like this is like some uh, for Liz or something like. Oh yeah, this so is much. a Liz wet dream right now, <laughs> because literally what they were doing. This was actually good because this is part of the. I think it's almost close to the part of the ritual that we were getting at. So like, they take on all this iboga on the first day, and they're staying up all night mm-hmm. doing. Uh, uh, what is that type of dance that you're talking about with? Connecting to consciousness while dancing for a long like, time. Oh, static dancing. Static dancing, right? Well, yeah, they're they're trance dancing. Right. So, so it looks you know, like everybody's trance dancing. Well, not and it's not the people who are taking the drug. It's the people right. who people are, are like creating the music because right, there's right. a lot of people that are involved with this ritual too. Like there's people, village. yeah, and it's very like it's only it's twelve members of the people I think that are running it. Uh, or I think 12 people can only participate, like, at a time. But then, like, the altar's placed over here because of this. This is placed right. here because they of that. This is, like, yeah, there's a whole map. And it's, like, there's numbers and everything is very, like, mathematically and analytically laid out right. of how this is supposed to be done. So right. there's people who are, um, like, the mother of the sacred waters and King David are essentially, like, the leaders. King David, I like him. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. I he liked was, him. He was He's smoking, uh, smoking that pipe the whole the time. Pu- pipe, like... yeah. <laughs> Offering, I'm sure, I think it was probably sacred tobacco or something. Yeah, most likely um, tobacco. So, you know, he's, like, smoking the pipe. You know, he's helping initiate this. There's right. other people who are, like, administering the medicine. There's uh, Mother of Sacred Mother, like, water. She would be the person, like, going through and, like, using her x-ray vision that she has. Like, and I... Basically, what it is is she has an ability to, like, see the problems of people's bodies. And this is something that I can also do, too. And it might be something where we can feel it or it's a knowing or we're just drawn to that certain area. And so with that, she helps identify these people further. So going, yes, so going back into, like, what Dave was saying. I don't know how we got there. (laughs) (laughs) I was was working my way through the, the ceremony, so... I was actually commenting more about what I had said regarding your wet dream because regarding my wet dream, right? Yes, exactly. Because (laughs) they were on the second day, they take them out into the forest to do a cleanse. Yeah. So it's it's what they call like a like a sacrifice day, where they're they're giving up their um their impurities and the things that are ailing them Mm -hmm. to the forest. So they go and they do a smoke cleanse. And they take, like, all these big, they wrap you in, um, like, a, a, looks, appears to be a ceremonial garb. And yeah. then they, they cover you in these giant leaves. 
in the forest and then they light a fire and they just blow smoke all around you inside of that mm-hmm. you know in order to create this, this you know smoke um what would you call that um a smokehouse smoke or no house? smokehouse uh, <laughs> go down to the jungle smokehouse and cleanse your demons wow i cannot think of the name at the moment um a sweat lodge sweat lodge well yes. yeah kind of like that it's like a sweat yeah, lodge yeah, yeah. essentially or like a like a sauna, um, right, right. in a way. So, so, but yeah. So you're you're being cleansed by the smoke, and then they're putting you through the water, the river, and they're cleansing you through the river. And there is a shot in the sh- in the show of them, the the um, queen leading them through the forest, and she's got this this uh, torch with her and they're like it's not nighttime yet but it's dusk and it's getting there so they're like leading through they're leading them through the forest and like i just had this sh- this vision of like yeah this is exactly what liz dreams about like and just I would love to she do that. can't I would love wait to, lead to be a there ceremony. she just can't wait yeah yeah to just be the one leading <laughs> that torch and like going through the jungle and be like all right guys we're going into the we're gonna heal some it. shit yeah. i'm gonna heal the <laughs> we're gonna get to the root of the problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we fucking so, go you better be ready yeah i thought that was pretty... but like do it in a very beautiful elegant way very i did new. yeah well, it did it did feel very me that's why i think i am so attracted to it there is one part of the ceremony though that I'm like not entirely in love with and I um you know it is an old practice but I would like to see maybe a pra- or a ceremony that maybe doesn't have like an animal sacrifice be a part of the a live animal sacrifice mind you on yeah. on you um I understand the significance and I respect and value where and why it's being done and like where it comes from but i feel like that's i don't feel like that's necessary and that's something that's very common in a lot of really old uh traditions or ancient traditions where we see animal sacrifice um specifically for things like the blood um in order to help purify or to cleanse or to offer um a sacrifice to like yourself or to god or whatever you're you're doing it's also common i need to go address lily because now she's up in the room okay maybe not she's being good (laughs) oh kitty because i have to keep that door closed because she's been like really mischief in there lately it's like gonna just be classic for the show like if we continue to like do this for like years and years and years like everyone just looking back on this can be like wow the show is just fraught with like cat interruptions it is now it's happening outside now there's just sounds outside <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody like chopping wood outside all of a sudden what's oh happening oh my god oh my god anyway yeah. um so like you go through the sacrifice on the second yeah. day Yes, and then, this is after the cleanse that you right. just went through in the river, and they bathe you in the river, and they essentially do like a, like a, a baptism. Yeah, and another cleanse like in the right. river too with plants and yeah. It's, it's and then beautiful. the third day is when they do the, uh, I think it's all the they dress everyone in white. Yeah, wait, we didn't tell them about the big part, though. We just told them about the animal sacrifice. We just skipped over. Oh, yeah, we skipped over well, the death, big death part. Day. Yeah, we skipped over that day. Yeah, so this wait, is part... is that the second day or the third it's day? It's right after the cleanse. It's that day oh, it so prepares it's... you oh, because... Yeah, yeah. So what they do is they, they create, a, like, a, a real-life grave that you will sleep in for the rest... And lay in for the yeah. whole night. And, like, everything is buried Dude. but your face for the whole night. I feel and... like that was, like, the third day. No, it was... Because okay, the fourth day was when you dressed in white and had your first meal, I felt like. I wrote it down. So they removed the impurities. Yeah, Thursday, Wednesday they start, and then Thursday they remove the impurities through the cleanse, and then they do the grave. That's the night where they prepare the grave. Okay. That's when they do the animal sacrifice. They basically what they do is they take a chicken... And they... So what they do is they take a chicken. They rub... And they rub this chicken on you. Mind you, you're already in the grave. And it's a grave in the dirt. So they dig out, like, a grave and they decorate it. It's a shallow grave. Yeah, it's shallow, but it's deep enough, again, where everything but your face is sticking out. And so they put a variety of, like, uh, water and flowers and plants and 
other things. Um, so they don't cover you in dirt. They cover you in plants. Yes. And, like, they have this, like, beautiful moss that they put, like, on top quite of you. It's It's really beautiful. It's, like... When you look at it, you're just like, I want to be buried in that grave. I want to be buried in there. Yeah. With my head sticking out so everyone can watch my face rot off. No, well, not like, like, like real death, but like, oh God, um, in, you know, but then that's when they take the chicken and they rub this chicken on you because there's a lot of other cultures too that use um, animals like this in order to like tell you what your problems are yeah. because it will manifest through the chicken they'll break open the chicken essentially and they'll read it divination. but this thing hold on one second um oh boy you i would just go tell close about the, the chicken all right yeah i'm going to so they they take this chicken they rub it all over you in order to gather up all of your impurities and your negative energies and things and then once the chicken has absorbed all of these things they cut the throat of the chicken or actually I think they cut the head completely off the chicken to be honest with you because I remember they they cut the head off and the head like dropped into the grave and it was like still alive slightly so it's like just kind of like moving its mouth and then they take the body and they're just literally drenching the 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 person in the grave with the blood of the chicken um I don't remember what the significance of drenching the person in the blood was She's across to the house. Oh, yes, to um, remove impurities, I believe it was. Um, and so... Uh, so it's just like a, an offering, and it helps you... Uh, connect to all of them? was to like help Cycle. you bury things in the grave. Bury the right. old you of who you were, right. who you once were. Now, you know by picking up Gatsby and giving him attention you're well, going to I wanted to shut the attract door. the ire of Well he's not gonna stay here. He's gonna uh, go. I would hope not. Anyway, so you're buried in this shallow grave. You're covered in chicken blood. You are then covered in all kinds of plant matter and flowers and shrubbery to create a grave that only exposes your face to the yep. world. So you have the, the and you stay in it all night. pretty close experience of death. Yeah. Right? I mean, and exactly I mean if you're sleeping in that all, all of the night, mm-hmm. and you are surrounded by earth. And, and you're taking a psychedelic. You're taking a psychedelic and nothing but a psychedelic. And why? I, I just feel as though, yeah, you're definitely going through that experience. And you they experience were, like the what it kids do it feels too, like and it was like wow, like yeah, that's got to be some interesting, an interesting perspective as a child growing up experiencing that. Yeah, and just knowing because it didn't, it definitely seemed as though everyone that was an adult participating in that experience, it was like going to church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, it was just what they do. Yeah, it know? was. Yeah, exactly. Very, very. And the, we forgot to even talk about the, the slime that they ingested, some of them. It was oh, like the a, slimy creeper? Yeah, it was, they called it the slimy creeper. Well, um, so basically what it is is the mother of the sacred waters, the shaman, essentially, uh, she can identify when other participants are needing extra plants in order to help them have, like, a really good experience without any harm to their body or if they're coming through addictions and things like that. So there's certain plants um, that she'll give people if they feel like, if she feels like they need it. And it does seem like this is, like, a purging thing, too, because you will also throw up it, it like, based off of, like, what we saw, too. Like, you can, like, throw up from the experience, well, of I, course. I can imagine throwing up just looking at it. Right. Oh, my God. Well, it's not just, like, the... Not just from the slimy creeper. I think it's just in general. I mean, think about it. You're tasting right. literal... Just imagine going outside, grinding wood bark, grinding that, and then just eating it. Now, obviously, if you do it like that, you kind of take the magic and the intention out of it, but that's essentially, like... What you're doing is you're just taking ground up wood bark. So the taste of it is not, I don't not think, great. very pleasurable. And like um, you're eating it all it's the time medicine. for like four days. Yeah. At that point, I think you'll you get used to it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, was, I would imagine that you would get used to it. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. But, I mean, still, just like the thought of having to live off of that and only that for a few days is like, wow. 
you know, but I guess that's just my but that's, that's white a... Western, you know, perspective mm-hmm. for you. So, mm-hmm. um, which we did get to see a little bit of that just about Iboga and Tremadol, which I think we'll talk here in a yeah. minute. I want to finish the, the ceremony first. Let's so, finish the ceremony first, Dave. Well, yeah, because we didn't finish that. So yeah, we go through the Lord. grave and then, then yeah. that's when they do the, the painting. <laughs> Go ahead. That's why we smoke a little less this time. Yeah, that's right. Um, we only did like a chillum today. Nothing, not a bowl, not a bong, not a joint, just a little chillum. That's right. Which is really wasn't very many hits. Um, <laughs> okay. What? It isn't. I'm just letting people know. No, no. Um, but now I forgot. You were, talk- you were talking <laughs> about the ceremony. We oh, were yeah. That's like, the ceremony. Yeah, because then the next day is when they dress themselves in white. Right. And they paint, and that's when Sunday. they do like, uh, they say their first word, and then they have um, their first meal later that day. Because you're silent. That's the other part we didn't talk about. Is like you don't talk this whole time. Right. You're not, you're not speaking to anything or to anyone. You are quiet and you are listening within healing. and around you. Especially like when they're doing that cleanse part when the the smoke. Yeah, doing the the smoke cleanse when the. Uh, shaman or the other shaman she was like listen to the sacred sages don't be scared and then like walks away and I was just like wow like you felt that like it like and you saw like the guy's face it was like you could you could just see like and feel the experience happening it was so fascinating to me but then that's when you dress in all white and then you speak your first word and then the next day is when you have your first meal. And then that's when I start putting you on your feet again. That's another part we didn't mention is oh, you're not right. really walking most of the time. You're like laying down. Just sitting, laying down, um, you know, not really in a standing position a lot. Um, I mean, they, they, they walked a little in the second day when they went into the jungle. But you yeah. know, coming back from the jungle, I don't think they really... No, yeah. you don't really, it doesn't seem like you really move much. It doesn't seem that. So you're laying down yeah. and you're consciously awake, but you're like within yourself. Not yet, not that, speaking. Not speaking into anybody. Right. Not eating anything. Just existing. Yes, you're just existing and you're allowing this medicine to show you. Bark. And basically what this medicine does is it, they say that it shows you the path to follow the path to divine or the path to God and it can help people heal from addictions of all kinds from you know overthinking from physical illnesses to mental illnesses to emotional well-being like I mean pretty much anything it seems um but specifically like antidepressant um is like a big one it seems like it really shows people or can really help people come from a really dark place and show them like the light well that yeah that in addiction you know like they had a lot of people that were on there for addictions Mm -hmm. um and specifically in west africa they are known for a certain drug called tramadol Mm -hmm. see how i did that yeah i did i did did. segue there beautiful yeah so tramadol Is something that is found in Western Africa. It's uh, oh, largely yeah. used as um, like kind of a, I would say more of a stimulant than anything. It reminded me it the way they were just, Adderall. Yeah, the way they were describing it, it, it reminded me of speed or Adderall, you know. Um, and this one guy, he was uh, digging wells in West Africa is like his job. And he's like, oh yeah, I definitely take some tramadol when I'm like doing it because I can work far harder and faster and not feel, you know, like I'm tired or, you know, the pain. And uh, they were, you know, just going on at the beginning of this Hamilton episode about how they found traces of tramadol in this, this Iboga root. Mm-hmm. So these like scientists guys like came up with this idea that, you know, Iboga naturally created tramadol and then come to find out there's like all these weird like connections with tramadol being used in the area by like cows and monkeys and and possibly other animals that that's where they think the tramadol comes yeah that's like urinating on the soil and like it's getting into like the the ecosystem of the plants in the area Mm -hmm. it's just it's so wild like how it all like yeah 
how it's all like connected. Right. Where it's right, like right. they essentially think that the the monkeys eat the fruit of the iboga, and then they pee and they urinate on the roots, and then it becomes tramadol, and then it's like, like naturally a found. Contact, like contamination, basically. Yeah, and there's this argument that it's not a natural base thing; that it's just a surface contamination, and that it isn't natural. Well, um, and but then when they ask of the difference of iboga and tramadol, everyone always says it's different. Well, they 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 said that ibogaine was the the psychoactive <clears throat> substance within iboga, mm-hmm. and that one guy, the chemist, he was working on a synthesis of ibogaine without the use of the bark, like more of a synthetic creation of the you know psychoactive component of you know, the bark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I was just thinking, is it, if for whatever reason that tramadol has an effect on the ibogaine levels that you're ingesting along with this ceremony, does that, does the, does the small amount of tramadol combined with whatever's in the ibogaine experience create this unique kind of experience that they're, you know, kind of having within the, you know, spiritual cleansing. It's kind of interesting. Because mm-hmm. is, it, is it just the Ibogaine or is like the Ibogaine mixed with trace amounts of tramadol from an, either an outside source or, a, you know, contaminated contamination source in the soil or in the nutrients of the bark or whatever, you know, it might make a different effect. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Either way, it's it's a beautiful, powerful ceremony and ritual that they do with Iboga in Gabun, Africa. And, you know, there are, you know, like you were saying, there's chemists now who are learning to extract it synthetically because it is a, te- like, Iboga is technically endangered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting how... It has that question of, like, what is it? Is it natural? Is it... And then well, how, how, like, with that being in there... It reminded me like a lot of the toads, you know? Like, how they were... Like, Hamilton was arguing for the, um, you know, use of synthetic toad venom versus milking, versus milking you know, it. them to, you know, help with the killing off of the toads because that's what's happening yeah. when we're harvesting. So is it similar in this where, like, the... Bless you, honey. Bless you again, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Kitty sneezes. <laughs> um, so would the, you know, Iboga going extinct necessitate, you know, the need for a synthetic alternative? You know, because they were... The people, when asked, don't believe that it's going extinct ever. They just believe that, you know... It's going to be around because to them, Iboga is God, you know, like right. they consider and, it to be the, you know, their and then it came there for the people. Of God. Yeah. And I mean, there's something to be said for that because the power of thought and belief is everything. And so I do believe that if you believe that and you know it and you protect it and you do everything that you can with it, that that is and can be possible. And especially if it's done in a way where people are being properly educated about it, like through watching, like even like an episode like that. But then at the same time, there is the reality of like, it could happen. And we've seen colonization do it over and over and over again. So, um, I think that's where, you know, the question really is more of like an American or more of like a colonized or I don't, I don't want to say like completely colonized, but it just comes from a different perspective because I think most people who believe in Mother Earth believe that she'll always be abundant and she'll always provide for you. Oh, yeah. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But then we've also seen the power of, like, man and humankind. <laughs> um, and we see it to this day with climate change and global warming and whatnot. So, um, but the one thing that when watching, because we watched essentially them do the extraction of Ibogaine synthetically and they did just use just the wood bark too and it was just a lot of chemicals that's the one thing about it that like i was just like this is like i know like that one part it was just vinegar at one point but it was like uh 
this kind of alcohol, this kind of alcohol, and we're going to wash it in this. And it's like the art of this and the mixture and the like alchemy of this is beautiful. But at the same time, that is just like a lot of like alcohol, chemical based things yeah. versus just coming straight from the ground. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I and that's understand like, that, but same you with know, the toad venom thing. That's like another, yeah. But there again, are like there are a lot of chemicals inside of our own bodies that are like exactly. incredibly corrosive and d- pretty dangerous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I get your point. You know, like I would much rather get my experience from nature rather than from I would rather some just go to synthetic attempt at nature's you yeah. know, design you know that's as simple as i can put it really. yeah or um, i would rather just do the wood barking because the thing that will what work make good what makes the aboga work is like you have to take a lot of it and you take a lot of like oh, high doses God, of tree bark giant like heaping spoonfuls and i couldn't believe that the people were getting it down as fast as they were i was like that is dry it's like eating well, they're giving you water like immediately after no, I mean, even still with that little mm-hmm. bit of water if you took a whole mouthful of sawdust good luck getting that down in one gulp yeah you know? yeah and they were all doing it and i was like holy shit like how are you swallowing that so easily um but yeah they were they were taking a ton of it yes so much. So that would be the only other way that I would want to do it is if I'm going to do it, I want to do it either in Africa or I want to do it from um, a. I I feel like I just want to do it from a ritual ceremony. Oh, yeah. So whether it's in Africa and even if it's not in Africa, um, somebody who is well connected maybe yeah, has uh, roots um, down, uh, in the medicine or I don't know. Like I would feel I would really need to feel like it would be the right circumstance and the right person the right place and right time for me to feel like to do it outside of of africa for some reason like i really feel like that's well, one I of mean, those ones where i feel so called to like it makes sense really need to go there to, and experience it well i think it makes sense like we've said before to go and experience these you know substances in their native you know country Mm-hmm. rather than trying to import them or get synthesized versions of them because it's, you know, set and setting is important. So being there with your feet on the soil, you know, and in the same, like, vicinity of those trees and breathing the same air that those trees are giving out and, like, giving out a sense of, like... You know, because when you breathe, you're you're literally giving a sacrifice of carbon dioxide out to the trees, and the trees mm-hmm. are giving mm-hmm. that back in the form of oxygen. Yeah. You know, so it's like that same experience, but you know, viscerally connected to that patch of land, that mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. that setting. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a much different experience. Now, I would be open to it being outside of Africa if somebody that is doing it is also like planting um eboga trees and like giving back to nature and like allowing it, it to to, to not grow and expand yeah. exactly yeah. um then i feel like okay yes then i would like to yeah, to different. do that you know that would be something that i would even consider i don't know if eboga trees can they probably can't live here if they're in africa well um, i mean there's different climates in the u.s that are similar to africa i would suppose yeah i would be curious to see like if eboga could grow or even outside America, but somewhere yeah, but I still, yeah, probably yeah. I would have to most do research. But Just have a psychedelic growing sanctuary in Mexico somewhere. Yeah, that would be the dream. And then it gets raided by the cartel. Ugh. Do, do, do. Well, if we're, for things like, I hope not for crazy things like that, but. No. Uh, <laughs> so, and the other thing that I felt was interesting was just how when they were talking to the scientists that were studying ibogaine, they were like, we were the first to discover ibogaine, essentially, or something. What was it? like? Um, are you talking about the guys that thought it was tramadol? Yeah, like they discovered, like, uh, like they were the first they, to discover, like, traces. Well, they, they, they thought that they had discovered the first naturally occurring um, 
form of a previously thought man-made substance. You know, like yeah. tramadol is, tr- you know, traditionally understood to be a man-made substance and not naturally occurring in nature. And they believe yeah, that they creative. have thought it, they, they have found it in this plant. However, it's most likely because of the, um, you know, soil contamination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, still, it's an interesting perspective to, I think, think about the combination of trace amounts of tramadol mixed with the existing ibogaine that's already in the park. Yeah. Put together. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting concept it to is. think about. But no one talked about that. Mm-hmm. But I would like to ask the question. <laughs> anyway. Well, here we are. Ask the question. That's right. So... I put it out there. Hamilton, Morris, listen to me. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, I do know that um, there are places in the U.S. and they, I don't know if Michigan is one of them from the last, from, I think it is. I mm. think it is a part of it. Um, but I know Oregon is one of the places where there is uh, research being done with Iboga. There are treatments, I believe, that are being used with Iboga and Ibogaine in particular. So it is finding its way here in the U.S. and it is finding its way into like medicine. And it is one of those ones where I think it is definitely going to be explored a lot and I think can offer a different lens and perspective versus something like toad venom, you know, but again... Well, at first I thought you said toe venom, and I was like, excuse you? yeah. We haven't talked about toe venom yet. <laughs> Toes have venom? I was familiar with, like, wax or even jam. Toe jam. But not venom. Um, you know, I, I am just kind of in awe at the level of detail and what seems to be such a rich ancient culture that surrounded that ritual, you know? I mean, I, we watched a lot of stuff, We, or I should say we've experienced, we've read, we've seen, we've, you know, encountered, that's a good word, encountered mm-hmm. a lot of these different indigenous rituals and listened to a lot of, shamanic individuals talk about their particular sacrament and this one just in particular just stands out to me above the rest as something that is um is so much more like like, pardon the pun but like deeply rooted in like time and space it is i mean like it just seems like because we all come from africa Mm -hmm. and a lot of people forget that you know, that's the um, the heart of of it all. Right. Like we we came from trees in Africa as monkeys climbing down and exploring out from there, you mm-hmm. know, to get a better source of food, you know, for our ever growing minds and bodies. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that has a connection that that experience with the Iboga has a connection back to that original consciousness line. You know, yes. like we, we often forget about the fact that we all come from like, Africa. A, well, not only Africa, but like we, we follow a lineage of people like mm-hmm. you and I couldn't be here without our parents. Our parents couldn't be here without their parents, their yeah. parents, they couldn't, you know, and you could trace that back centuries, like billions of years. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that to me is amazing. You know, that, it that. Consciousness, since there is no time, is extrapolating out its idea or its thought for humanity, for uh, evolution of species. And we are following it to a T on you know, point with and in concurrent with our own wants and desires and needs, you know. And it's just amazing to me that we're part of that, you know... Um, incredibly amazing and and almost nearly infinitely old like experiment because that's really what it is is like an ex- experiment or a play or a unfoldingment of thoughts and ideas so interesting perspective yeah you know interesting you know maybe i'm on iboga right now we're starting the starting the four <laughs> days right now starting the four so i'm days drinking my water gotta get my boga yeah right there would be no way that we could do it just our, our own 
dig a dig a grave in the backyard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if we did that and there was like some just random drone dude like flying around up there and you just just saw these people in a grave, just like faces exposed. Yeah, only. like thinking about that. What the fuck is like, going on in their backyard? How different? Like just the fact that like in America that would seem so, <gasps> and like in another oh country it's just like yeah, this is what we do. This is like a, a normal thing. So yeah. it's just like a whole nother revered perspective. One thing I want to talk about is the, the fact that it's illegal. Um, uh, and most of these substances we're talking about have been. Yes, and we all know why. It's because, again... <laughs> and we all know why. Yep, we do. We do. We all fucking know why. Because <laughs> the, <laughs> the people in power don't want people to have power. Like, the people who want to maintain power. power, they don't want to give up power, and they don't want to allow people to think for themselves and move and live life in the way that makes sense for who they are and not, like, what the person in power is desiring, whether it be money or just general power, warfare, I mean, whatever the case. Well, it's interesting to me. I was just listening to uh, John Stewart's podcast the other day, and he was talking about a race and how... Um, the main reason why we haven't had more progress on race in our country is because in order to have any progress in that direction, the, those in power feel as though they have to give up something in order to have that progress. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and that's not true. You no. know, that it's just a, it's a fear. It's a, it's a thing that is, you know, it, it may be perceived by some and it actually might even exist on a very small minute level but it's not widespread it none of these things are are widespread usually it's only fringe you know experiences that typically you know turn out to be like the major issues you know but what i'm i guess what i'm ultimately getting at is you know we're going to have uh this talk in our country hopefully soon about you know the fact that we don't have to give up anything in order to have equality we don't have to give up like our like quote-unquote power in order for those to have a little bit more you know um and so i and i feel like that's you know kind of closely tied with the well let's see what i can do here i have i have a thought oh why so go? it is very closely tied to the driving out of the pagan rituals or the ancient indigenous rituals in which we're talking about, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what St. Patrick was doing in the first place. Back to St. Patrick's Day. Bam! Back to the beginning. (laughs) Bam! Yes, that is very true. Bam! (laughs) Just spray more Luna acids. Bam! My God. Um... Yeah, you're absolutely right. St. Patrick's Day, that's, again, like, that's one of the reasons why, like, I see it as an Earth Magic Lucky Day. I see it as, like, a day to honor the fact that it's spring. Not for the fact that, you know, basically it celebrates uh, uh, colonialism (laughs) and, like, Mm -hmm. the driving out of pagan and Earth consciousness-based ceremonies, rituals, and traditions, and beliefs, and language, and practices, and all of the above. Well, um, all in in all in all, I feel like it's more the just driving out of feminine perspective because large, well, largely a lot of right. It is masculine as well. It's divine masculine. But it's earth consciousness. Yeah. Excuse me. It's being connected to Mother Earth. Yes, I, it, right. in that regard. Yes, in I know that. that. Regard. I know what you mean by that. Regard. No, regard. you're. But so it's considered to be illegal and it's considered to be illegal in a lot of other places too. And I was just looking up here and, um, some people are using it or saying that if you use it too much or if you don't use it the right way, it can be like, it can make you just feel like off or whatnot, but I'm just not entirely sure, you know, cause it feels like it's been proven to be like a good a good, effective, addictive treatment if you just know how to use it in the right way. But again, that goes into the question and, like, everything can be abused. Right. I was just going to say, like, you can you can literally overdo everything. You know, you can overdo sitting on your ass and doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, I think with anything, you, you just have to have respect for it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we, 
you know, changed our uh, smoking Mary Jane habits because, you know, before we were just, you know, pack it up, smoke it up, and we're, you know, off to the races where now it's, you know, it's ritual. You know, we pack it intentionally. We bless it every time before we smoke. Uh, we treat it with a lot more reverence, and we don't smoke as much. We smoke no, a little bit smoke here and there. No, don't nearly as much. Oh, we got a little kitty. kitty I know. Action she knows. On. I swear to God, it's I'm like go they know when it's like near the end of the show. Like back when I was doing my Rainbow Awakening hour on YouTube, she would like know at the like where I was near the end. Not like when I was done, but when I was like near the end, and that's when she would start acting up. They know. They fucking know. But yeah, so it's one of those things where I feel like it shouldn't be illegal, especially if there is like an ethical way to continue uh, distributing this medicine. But again, I'm always going to be somebody who's going to root for um, keeping it where... Root for it, the root. Yeah, where it comes from and the sacredity of that. it. Um, Play on words. Double entendre, people. Look it up. <laughs> So it, you know, all of those plant and all these plant substances that we're talking about, the the main thing that they do is they allow you to think for yourself. And yes, they do. Not, they free you to explore your own consciousness. Yes, and they free you from following the man and uh, being a part of the matrix. And <laughs> what? I was just remembering uh, earlier. I was listening to this radio show because I had to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning to go get a blood draw. Uh, just a routine physical people and no, no major issues. Um, so I'm listening to the radio. Oh, they were talking about, they were talking about this white guy for some reason. I don't know what the story was. I caught it mid story, but they were talking about this white guy and they're like, if, if you look this guy's picture up in the dictionary, it would, it would just be white, us, uh, what was it? Right. White privilege. Like mm-hmm. if you just look up white privilege, this is what this guy, what it would look like, you know? Just made me think of that. I'm sorry. Oh no! Yeah. Why are you sorry? <laughs> I don't know because we just got off track with that. Yeah, it's it's okay, but we I mean, so overall, I think it's a it's a beautiful it's another example of another beautiful psychedelic, a beautiful plant medicine that should be treated with um, care and ritual and really be known for its sacred abilities to heal. I was just watching like her just like. Be I'm so petting in love her with aggressively, your, with your so pets. she will calm the hell down. And she loves it. She, she loves, the, loves aggressive the aggressive pets. pets. She's just an aggressive lover. Anyway, um, but I feel really good. It was it was a good about um, this episode. Yeah, a good review of iboga for those who are unfamiliar, the uninitiated into the fringe of hallucinogenics, um, because or psychedelics, I should say. Yes. Uh, and because, I inc- I do want to continue my research with iboga too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's again, as I stated before, it is not only just a uh, uh, psychedelic; it has this very rich cultural ritual that surrounds it that mm-hmm. embodies the whole experience and it's like goes hand in hand with it in a way i feel like whereas many other invocations of psychedelics are less uh connected to such you know ritual and so. at least not in that intricate way i mean we do see yeah. ritual with peyote we do see it with ayahuasca. san pedro ayahuasca with mushrooms we also see it with um oh, man, uh buffo farius oh, um we have to cut this sh- show early <laughs> we're gonna bang down the hatches yeah Black yeah there's even like a psychedelic fish. There's like morning glories are considered, but oh, yeah, I psychedelic fishes. Mm-hmm. Psychedelic so, fish. Yeah, I'm not sure what our next episode's gonna be about. Maybe we it's have a psychedelic to fish. maybe. No, but I don't know much not. about the psychedelic. <laughs> well, the psychedelic fish seems like it's it is a thing, but it's also like. Is it? <laughs> it is a thing. I no, remember watching just, watching it, but I haven't heard much about it. So I don't know. We'll see what what other we'll psychedelic see, we can people. explore because there's other ones we haven't done ayahuasca we have yet. Any more to go? Yeah, there's so many. The seasons. We don't know how many. We're gonna keep going uh-huh. until we feel like we've talked about all the ones it's a that mystery. we wanted to be talked how long about. The season is. Yes, it is. That so. it's. I mean, it's like a psychedelic. Right. Like it is a mystery. Oh my god. <gasps> 
Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in yet again. Yes, thank uh, you so much. Listening to our delightful little podcast here. Yes, be sure that you're following us on Instagram. We're more active there now. And our Instagram is higher underscore consciousness underscore talk. Ooh. <laughs> and you can find us there and interact with us there uh, throughout the rest of the week so yes thank you so much for listening and for your support i feel like you just turned on like your your sex line voice like oh yeah yes welcome <laughs> now i got welcome you to the higher consciousness after show <laughs> After hours hotline. After hours higher <laughs> consciousness. Are we gonna just do that for the last minute? Yeah. Until we get to sixty, just talk in like ASMR voices. Yeah. No, let's not do that. Let's Why? say we did that and not do that. Why? <laughs> that's that's no. We'll we'll just okay. do an ASMR right. show one day. How about that? Okay, Sound good? sure, that would be fine. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye, Thank guys. you so much. Bye. <laughs>